0: Hello and welcome. It is a Thursday afternoon. This is Bill Allen coming to you from uh, West Irwin Church of Christ, right smack dab in the middle of downtown Tyler. Glad to have you joining in. If you're watching live, welcome. If you're watching a little bit later, either on my Facebook page or on our West Irwin Facebook pages, West Irwin Live and West Irwin Church of Christ, or on our website at westerwin.com, and that's E-R-W-I-N, westerwin.com, uh, You can click on the connect, scroll over the connect tab at the top and then click on the live streaming link to our uh, live streaming page. Scroll down underneath the blue, big blue box which is where our live broadcasts are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and you'll see the, the archive, video archive link And that's where all of these are so uh, hopefully you can find us well enough and i'm glad to know that we have a few folks joining in live i know that we'll have many more that will pop in at least for a little bit uh later and so i hope that today is finding you doing well and uh, looking good and having a good week nice to see my dear friend and sister tia clark uh, down there joining in hello there my dear friend I uh, love you and uh, excited to uh, say that we're going to have a uh, a joint uh, singing song service with our dear, wonderful brothers and sisters at North Tenaha Church of Christ here in Tyler, Texas. We're going to have that a week from Sunday on November 12th uh, at 4.45 p.m. at our church building. A couple of song leaders from there and a song leader from our place, and it's going to be a great, great uh, time of praise and worship and fellowship. So Tia, hopefully you can make it for that and a whole bunch of our folks and a whole bunch of our North Tenaha friends, brethren will be here as well. So uh, if you're out of town, sorry about the plug, but if you're in town, come on and join us on November 12th, 445 at West Erwin Church of Christ. Uh, Glad to know that you're with us today and as you know, if you're following these throughout the year, we're doing a couple of daily devotional studies. One is on Tuesdays, my utmost for his highest, a classic daily devotional guide uh, from Oswald Chambers from years ago. And also on Thursdays, we're doing one from Timmy Timothy and Kathy Keller uh, called uh, The Songs of Jesus. Just a run through the book of Psalms as the song book of the first century church, including our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that is certainly accurate. Uh, We're in November now, and so that means that uh, we're getting on through the Psalms. Interestingly enough, um, we're going to be looking at two Psalms over the next couple of weeks, the shortest Psalm and the longest Psalm, the shortest chapter in the Bible and the longest chapter in the Bible, Uh, Next week will be the shortest, so you don't want to miss that one. Psalm 117, we have a great hymn from that psalm. And then, of course, Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, which is focused on the Word of God. And we'll summarize that in a short lesson in a couple of weeks. But today, it's Psalm 116. Psalm 116, and it's got a very familiar verse in it uh, that shows up in a lot of memorial services. I use it in a lot of mine. Uh, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. That is certainly true, but in Psalm 116, as we read through this psalm, we realize, well, you know, the psalmist was suffering a lot, and he was praying to God, and in the midst of all of those prayers, God heard and answered and delivered him. And so the psalm is really a a record of his uh, approaching God during the trial that he was under, Uh, apparently near death but then um, God delivered him and so uh, the second half of the Psalm basically comes out and asks what do I do to show my gratitude for the Lord who has saved and delivered me so Psalm 116 the first 11 verses first of all I love the Lord for he heard my voice he heard my cry for mercy Uh, The psalmist starts out by saying, I was in trouble and I cried out to the Lord and he heard me and I love him for that. Uh, What a great statement. Verse 2, because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Uh, Again, the psalmist is expressing, here's what you do in response to the Lord's blessing. You call on him for as long as you live. Verse 3, the cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. Much like the apostle Peter after he had walked on the water for a few steps. Remember that great story in Matthew 14? And uh, and then he started sinking when he got caught up in the wind and the waves and the, all of the storm and got afraid and took his eyes off the Lord and started sinking and cried out, Lord, save me. Well, that's what the psalmist here says. Verse four, then I called on the name of the Lord, Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, the psalmist says, he saved me. A couple of things here First of all, this psalm acknowledges that God does not protect his servants from suffering We certainly go through that And I'm sure you have, I know I have uh, But he has promised to be there with us He hasn't promised that he'll physically or even emotionally deliver us every time But what he has said is that spiritually he will be present with us and will see us through And even if we don't survive it Our death will be precious, as we're going to read in just a moment in his sight. But in this case, uh, the psalmist was delivered. When I was brought low, he says, he saved me. Verse 7 Return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. The psalmist realized that he was close to death and he cried out to God and God heard and God answered. And so now the psalmist says, you've delivered me from death. You've stopped my tears from crying. Uh, you've stopped my feet from stumbling and he's now healthy. And so he says, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. Huh. You know, the the people of God, we're not spared from the emotions of the human existence. Uh, The psalmist acknowledges that. I love the psalms because they're honest strugglers. And they share their feelings and they share their emotions. They share their hurts and they share their successes and their victories too. And in this case, the psalmist says, I trusted in the Lord when I said I am greatly afflicted. He still trusted in the Lord. Even while he was greatly afflicted, he knew that God hadn't saved him from that, but he also knew that he could deliver him still. And, uh, and then verse 11, in my alarm, I said, everyone is a liar. <laughs> the psalmist almost died, and in his fear, he called everyone a liar, but he trusted in the Lord. Uh, he, he realized that there were a lot of people around him that weren't what they said they were, and perhaps his emotions were getting away with him too. I don't know. I don't know. But the psalmist is very honest about how he responded. And now that the Lord has delivered him, he says, I will call on him all day long, every day, because I am now continuing in the land of the living. He wasn't sure there for a while. But he said, I will trust in the Lord. And to call on the name of the Lord means to trust in him for our salvation and also to give our whole lives to him in prayer and in worship. Uh, We call on the name of the Lord. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when he was Saul of Tarsus and saw the Lord on the road to Damascus as he, as Luke records in Acts 9 and then Paul himself uh, tells his story recorded in Acts 22 and in Acts 26. Uh, he saw the Lord, he was blinded, he went to the, was led into the city of Damascus. He was uh, blind for three days, he prayed and fasted all that time. And then when Ananias came to him, Uh, Paul says in Acts 22, verse 16, he told him, what are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. It's very dramatic there and it's very interesting and I think very clear that to call on the name of the Lord, that response of faith includes being baptized because that's what Ananias told him. He had certainly repented. He was praying and fasting for three days. Uh, He certainly believed. I mean, he saw the Lord and he was blinded by him. Um, and yet Ananias tells him there's still something you need to do to respond in faith to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ and that is to be baptized to wash away your sins hadn't happened yet he was a strong believer he was very penitent and yet Ananias comes to him and says what are you waiting for get up and be baptized and wash your sins away calling on the name of the Lord That's how we respond in faith, and then from there, as Paul says himself in Romans 6, we die to sin, we're buried with Christ through baptism into death, and we're raised to live a new life. Calling on the name of the Lord uh, also can refer not just to that act of salvation in our response of faith, but also to the rest of our lives, not doing it sinlessly, but orienting our whole life to prayer and worship is how the Kellers put it in this chapter. Grateful people should always walk before God. That's what the psalmist committed to doing. Um, And he reminds us to love the Lord because the Lord listens. He doesn't always heal. The answer to our prayers is not always yes. That's certainly true. It wasn't yes when Jesus prayed in the garden. And yet we know that his presence and his grace, as Paul says when God answered his prayer no, in 2 Corinthians 12, my grace is sufficient. That'll be enough, and that's enough for us as well. Let's read the rest of this short psalm, Psalm 116, starting in verse 12. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Um, this, this, these verses remind me so much. Of Micah, the prophet, Old Testament prophet, Micah chapter six, verse eight, he he asks a similar question: What what shall I what shall I give to the Lord? What can I offer to the Lord uh, for the salvation of my soul? Should I even give my firstborn child up? And and then he answers his own question in Micah six verse eight: He has shown you what is good, and what the Lord requires of you, but to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Those three things, that great, great verse, Micah 6 verse 8, you may wanna write it down and mark it in your Bible or commit it to memory. Micah 6 verse 8, uh, what does the Lord require of you but to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? The psalmist says, that's what I'm gonna do. He heard my plea, he heard my cry for deliverance, I was near death, and he saved me, and so I will call on the name of the Lord. I will lift up the cup of salvation. Uh, I will walk with the Lord all the rest of the days of my life in the land of the living. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord. You know, in Psalm 50, God says, call on me in the day of trouble. Even if you've not been close to God, even if you've been away from God, if if it's the day of trouble for you, like it was for this psalmist, call on him. That's what God wants you to do, call on him. He wants us to call on him all the time, even when things are going well. That's certainly true. And so when you call on him in the day of trouble, you may also vow, vow. And that's what the psalmist apparently did. And he says, I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all the people. We're called upon to be faithful to God. And the psalmist says, that part of that means keeping my promises to him. I will be faithful. And then this great verse, verse 15 of Psalm 116, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. That's such a wonderfully comforting verse. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. And remember, the psalmist is saying that from the perspective of, I thought I was about to die, and yet he saved me. As I said, I use that verse a lot in in funeral services, in memorial service, in eulogies, in, in funeral messages, because I think it's so appropriate. And the one who has passed the death of a faithful servant of the Lord, that passing is precious in the sight of the Lord. That is definitely true. But you know what's also precious in the sight of the Lord? Our lives. Each day as we live as faithful servants of His, That, too, is precious in the sight of the Lord. And I think that's what the psalmist is actually saying here. Had he passed and gone ahead and died and the Lord not delivered him in that way, he knew that his life would still be precious, even if it meant uh, his death. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. What a remarkable way to put it. Psalm 116, verse 15. Okay, let's read the rest of the psalm and finish up. Verse 16, truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. I love that verse because my mother served the Lord too. And she died way too young at age 49. Most of you know that story. When I was only 17 and in my senior year of high school. But now I can say the same thing. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. We don't all have faithful parents and I get that. Uh, But we know that our God is great. And the psalmist, uh, just like Timothy, Paul affirms to Timothy, reminds him of the faith that was in his grandmother Lois and in his mother Eunice and now is in Timothy as well. I've said before in looking at that passage as Paul writes to Timothy, uh, I always had trouble remembering which one was his mother and which one was his grandmother. I knew the names were Lois and Eunice and, of course, Timothy but I I couldn't ever remember which was which. And then I think years ago, my wonderful friend, Kevin Finley, who shout out to you, Kevin and Jenny, I hope you're doing well, brother. I know he's been through it lately, but I think it was you, Kevin, who told me, uh, here's the way to remember it, Bill, L-E-T, let. Lois, the grandmother, Eunice, the mother, Timothy, the son and grandson, L-E-T, let. I love that, that is so good. I still remember it all these years later, brother uh and and the psalmist says i had a faithful mother too timothy had a faithful mother who was a jewish woman and became a christian and uh, paul did uh, paul baptized timothy as well as it's reported in acts chapter 16. Uh, truly i am your servant lord the psalmist writes i serve you just as my mother did you have freed me from my chains i will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the lord I will fulfill my vows, he repeats that again, to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem, praise the Lord. The psalmist said, commits to offering up a thank offering. It's That's a, a kind of a fellowship offering. It's not something that the law requires, but that was encouraged. We think of this, the uh, the woman who came to Jesus and anointed his feet and dried them with her hair and Mary, the woman who came and brought very expensive perfume and uh, anointed Jesus' feet shortly before he died. Those were not required sacrifices, but they were given out of love and gratitude uh, for the Savior. And that's what the psalmist says he's going to do. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord, just as he had said he would. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem, right there in the temple, um, praise the Lord. He says, uh, "The death of God's servants are precious in the sight of the Lord." And I know He hurts when we hurt. Uh, we see that in John 11 uh, as Jesus goes and heals, uh, brings Lazarus back from the dead, seeing the the pain that Mary and Martha were going through, even though He knew. He was about to raise him from the dead. Having been dead four days, didn't matter to Jesus. He knew he was about to raise him. And yet in John 11 are those great words. It's the shortest verse in all the Bible. Yes, even shorter uh, than the uh, few verses in Psalm 117. Uh, Jesus wept. Shortest verse in the Bible, but one of the most powerful. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. And we see that in, in such a strong, strong way. Uh, no, God doesn't always save us from death, but he has promised, he has promised that one day even those who pass will uh, rise from the dead. First uh, Corinthians 15 talks about that. Second Corinthians 5, the wonderful passage in First Thessalonians 4 that we looked at last night in our Bible class here. The dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive at his coming Uh, We'll meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be forever with the Lord. What a great, great promise. What a great, great promise. And why is that? Well, it's because precious in the sight of the Lord is the life and the death of his faithful servants. Let's close with prayer. Father, you experienced life and death for us so that we could experience eternal life with you. We are ashamed that it took the death of your son, but we're so grateful for it. And with the psalmist, Father, we ask, what can I ever do to show you my thanks, to repay you, to say thank you? And we know, Father, that what you want is exactly what the prophet Micah said of old, to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And we pledge today again, that we, as long as we are in the land of the living, we will walk humbly with you, our God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm so thankful that you joined me on these studies. I'm so, so thankful to be able to be in Psalm 116 today. What a wonderful message it is. And I pray that it has helped you, and I pray that you'll have a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you again on Sunday, or perhaps uh, next Tuesday afternoon. God bless.